Hello and welcome. It's Mark with Trucking Answers, and I'm here with my co-host, Gracie, who's orange and ready. And we're going to give a bonus episode today because I wanted to talk about the beginnings of my career and how I think trucking has changed for the good and the bad. There's good and bad and everything, as they say. And so let's talk about that. I think that the technology is probably the biggest change in trucking. What do you think about that? Now, when I started driving in 1988, you had to either call or send a telegram to your company if you wanted to get in touch with them. So you would have to call and they would give you a load. Go here. Here's the address. uh, Pick up this. And here's where it's going. And that's it. And from then until you got to that place, you were on your own. Unless you wanted to call back in to get more information. You had to figure your day out. How to get there. When to get there. When to park. Everything. There was no hand-holding like there is today. Now, I'm a huge fan of technology. I think it can be an assistant a good assistant but how many times we regularly read about people driving into rivers and across pedestrian bridges because of their gps these generally are people that have never driven without it so they only depend on the technology they rely on it it should be an assistant to you it shouldn't be your master where it controls what you're doing And I think technology like that and cell phones have allowed lower end companies, let's say, to hire marginal people and bring them into the industry and reduce the pay for everyone. Remember, in 1979, drivers were making $100,000 a year. Okay, that's well over $300,000 today, just with inflation, without a raise. And that's because you actually had to be a professional and be able to do your job. Now, much of what used to be done by the driver is done by the company. For example, fueling. Companies may give you a route. Go here, fuel here, get fuel here. We get that occasionally. Drivers, we're like, okay, here's your fuel card. You can go fuel anywhere you want. And uh, they're like, okay, but where do I fuel? Well, any place that takes com data. And then they're like, who takes com data? Drivers have never had to, some drivers, right, have never had, they've never had to do that. They've never had to actually figure anything out. And it's like a big shock to them. You used to get a load. It might be two days, two, three days on the load, four days. You know, you, you didn't do anything. Some companies we would have a check call in the morning. You had to call them before noon usually. That's just a phone call. Hey, here I am. I'm still on time. That's it. The rest of your day was yours to figure out. Many people today couldn't do that. They're not independent. I mean, when we have people living with their parents until they're almost 30 years old, you know, and the government sanctioning that, like, oh my gosh, it's such a tough world out there. I think that's a real problem. Okay. I think that is a real problem. You have to be able to uh, take care of your day. And this benefits the marginal people, but does not benefit the better people. And here's what I mean. Say you have a company that is populated by people that make $10 an hour, for example. And because of technology, now you can bring 
people in that are marginal, that wouldn't be able to do the job without technology. But because you can kind of hold their hand and use computers in that, you can bring in lower end people. So what happens is you bring in people that in society are making $2 an hour and you give them $5 an hour and they think they're getting a raise. And that's what's happening in trucking. People come in to make and they make $800 a week because they were making $400 a week. And so they're like, wow, I'm getting all this money. So in my example here, those people, the marginal people are being, their lives are being improved. But the better people in that company that were making 10, their lives are not improved. Their lives are reduced because when they say, well, look, I've been here all these years and, you know, I want $11 an hour now. The company's like, well, no. No, because of technology, I can hire somebody already at half of what you make. So you're lucky to be here as it is. The thing is, just in that company and in trucking, the freight pays the same. They don't give a bonus on the freight rate based on the experience of the driver. Okay, they don't do that. And so the company ends up making more money for the company where its payroll is reduced. And this is borne out in um, in tons of studies. They just did a long-term study. Almost every year, companies increase their productivity every year, but uh, rates really for the drivers don't really go up overall based on inflation. That does the companies good and marginal people improve their lives, but are still getting hosed. And the better people leave the industry. And that's what we see today. Who are the largest companies in the country that are, you know, have the highest revenues because of the number of trucks they have? And what kind of people do they hire? And that's not to say that everybody that goes to a large carrier is a marginal driver. That's not what I'm saying at all. Okay, but what it does allow those carriers to do is to hire people that would not have been able to make it in the industry 30 years ago. Imagine getting in out of truck school on Thursday and going to work Monday and you just go to work, no trainer. Many people today couldn't even get to that concept, much less go do it. You have to be more independent. That's where that cowboy and of the road and independent spirit, that's where that comes from because that's how it was. There wasn't calling in on your cell phone. Now that cell phone is great. It allows people to stay in touch with their family. I think that's awesome. You can get all the information you want. Although, how many people are going to be stuck on the East Coast east side in this huge storm, right? It's the uh, 29th of January, 2022 today. How many people will be stuck on in that blizzard? Blizzard Bobby? Not that scary of a name, by the way. Okay, they need scarier names. But... The historic blizzard. How many drivers will be stuck in that? They still don't use technology. They still, ironically, it's usually the drivers that have been driving a long time that are against the very technology that would assist them if they would just use it as an assistant. I remember we go picking up a hazmat load, like in the early '90s. You didn't. There was somebody to call and stuff that you had to get the hazmat book out and the charts. And go down the charts and see, okay, these three things, how do these go together? Which placards go on this? You had to figure all that out. Now you just call a company up. Hey, here's what I got. Well, how do I do this? What placards do I put on? Where do they go? How do I stick it on the truck? How does it stay on there? I mean, come on. Come on. Technology has improved the industry and it has dumbed the industry down at the same time. 
and it allows some places to micromanage you to a level that would have been unbelievable um, not that many years ago. Imagine a company who shall remain nameless that may call the police if they want you to wake up and have a check done on you, a wellness check at a truck stop where they do this constantly. Can you imagine that? That the police come and they're like, well, your company said they haven't heard from you in eight hours. And so they wanted to do a wellness check. They do that to wake you up. That would have been unthinkable. I mean, drivers who were much more independent spirited, even just when I started driving, would have never tolerated that. You cannot get a good driver to sit there and be woke up by the popo because their 10-hour break is about to end. That takes a different kind of person and a different kind of mentality. Someone who needs to have their hand held. This is not the kind of profession for someone that needs that, really. You need to really be on it to be a great professional driver, I think. If you have to be told where to fuel, meaning you can't figure it out, not that you know they do it, but that I don't know. And I'll tell you this, every few months when we, uh, you know, I'll be in the office uh, occasionally or hear a story of that happening here because we have an open ComData card so you can fill up anywhere that takes ComData, which is pretty much everywhere. That's why they're really mad at drivers when they run out of fuel here because what is your excuse for running out of fuel? That almost everybody will take the card. But some drivers can't figure it out. Oh, well, where should I feel? Well, wherever you want. Yeah, but where where do you want me to feel? It doesn't matter where you feel. Go fuel any place. Uh, but then, you know, so that's the problem. Because we have people on the road or even local that just can't even manage their day without having somebody right over their shoulder. That's where the cameras come in. That I don't know how many years ago it would have been when this would not have been tolerated. I cannot imagine uh, in the 70s that drivers would have tolerated being watched all day by a camera. Those drivers were different, a different kind of driver. Once deregulation happened and we were able to bring in basically almost any yahoo, kind of like me in the 88, um, <laughs> into trucking, you brought in a different kind of person. And somebody who has to have their hand held to get woken up by the police and not quit on the spot, uh, you know, is somebody that would probably be okay with it. Where, oh, all right, so they tell me to go get 43 gallons of fuel at the pilot. I guess that's okay. You know, it isn't okay. You should have an independent crew of drivers that go out to deliver your freight and it'll cost a few cents a mile more because the driver may not stop where you want them to and i think that a good compromise is companies that tell you fuel at a pilot or you know pilot flying j but fuel at any of them where they don't dictate which one or fuel at only petro ta but you can fuel at any petro ta i think that's a good compromise that still gives the driver a lot of choice because some of them are horrible and some of them aren't but going saying fuel at this pilot, pilot number 210 or whatever, uh, get 49 gallons, that, that kind of thing is ridiculous. That is totally ridiculous. 
And also, from what I heard, now this is, I only heard this. Somebody said there was a prominent Salt Lake City, Utah company that was limiting DEF purchases to five gallons at a time. Now, I haven't been able to verify that, but uh, I almost believe it. And I can't, I really can't believe it. I'm like shaking my head uh, while I'm drinking my tea Earl Grey hot here, thinking I can't imagine how does that improve the company's bottom line? What's the point of that? Why have people get five gallons only per fueling? That doesn't make any sense to me at all. Fill the DEF every time you stop. That's what I say. And you'll only get probably around five gallons. And maybe that's the thought behind it, that they will make people get more DEF than they otherwise would, I suppose, because in the winter, especially in the winter, every time you fuel, get DEF if it works at the pump and your company allows you to get it on your card, which they should. Those pumps freeze in cold weather. DEF has a high freeze point. So sometimes you'll get to a pump and it doesn't work. And if you're down and that one dot is flashing at you or your lights on on the gauge, you've got a problem and you may or may not be able to buy a jug of it. So every time you stop, get it. That could be the thought, I guess. I'd rather they just put a message out that fill your DEF up every time rather than you can only get five gallons because that would be annoying if I needed eight gallons. I don't like to not fill it up. When I stop the truck to fill up, DEF gets filled up because then I know if, oh, okay, tomorrow, like this coming week, it's going to be seven below zero here in uh, Lafayette, Indiana, world headquarters of Trucking Answers and the United Federation of Commercial Drivers. And at that temperature, the DEF pumps could freeze. They could freeze and not work. So I will not be without DEF, okay? All four dots are going to be lit up on the truck. And if they don't work that day, hey, this truck holds 20 gallons. I'll be fine. But when you get down to that last dot, no. Some drivers don't even realize they have to put that in there. I don't even know if that's taught in every truck schools, in uh, all the truck schools. And I think that's a problem. The cell phone, probably the best technology and the worst technology that we've had. Stay in touch with family, look at maps, check the weather, even though drivers don't do it. Um, also, one driver right here in Indiana, here again. Another accident. They looked at a cell phone. This was just in the news this week. <laughs> what was he doing? Watching the porns. Yep. Come. Okay, look. Do not watch porn while you're driving down the road. Okay, do we have to even say this? Who And they didn't say how old he was or anything, you know, but this would be somebody that I'd say is not necessarily a professional. We should be driving, not watching the old porns while we're driving on the road. And so, of course, he's got problems. <laughs> but that cell phone also, some companies want you, and I say want because I won't do it, okay? They want you to download some kind of app, and this is for company drivers. If you're an owner-operator, you're running a business, that's a different that's different. I'm an employee. So I think the company should provide me with the tools that I need to do my job, whatever they are. And one person once they say, well, Mark, do they give you gloves and stuff? Yeah, actually they do. They do give you gloves here. So uh, yeah, I get Windex, paper towels, everything that you need to do your job is provided. So, uh, so there you go. So, but they do. And 
if they need you to do something with some kind of technology, they need to give you that technology. That's what I think. Companies that say, oh, well, download this thing to your phone now. Tell them no. Download it to your phone and give it to me. Download it to a phone and hand it off to me. But they go and reach out to the public and get people that are, you know, younger, generally, who are used to downloading everything in the world to their phones. And they're like, oh, okay, I guess I'll just download that. No, see, the principle is the company needs to provide whatever you need to do a job. I'm not I'm not sharing the profits of this place, so I'm also not sharing the risks of it, meaning I'm not going to be expending any of my money to help them run their place. I come in and they give me money. Okay, I don't go, I don't go in and then spend money. That's not uh, that's not how it works. For example, a few years ago, I don't know how many years did it spend now. It's been a number of years now. Wow. Boy, the time flies. Soon I'll be in my extreme uh, lower 40s before we even know it. They asked me to travel. We were just getting a different kind of electronic log. And they're like, look, we got drivers down here that don't know how to use it. So can you go down there for a couple weeks and train them? I'm like, hey, yeah, I'll do it. Right. Because, heck, I don't got to drive. Right. But it didn't cost me anything to go down there. So here's what they did. They go, go over to Enterprise, get a car. So I go to Enterprise and get a car, right? And then they give me a card, a company credit card, all right? And they go looking, spend $50 a day for food on here and also put, uh, you know, gas or whatever in the car, bring all the receipts and uh, you're all set. And they provided a room at the Holiday Inn. Uh, it was actually a regular Holiday Inn. It was a nice room too. It was like a two room suite where like the bed was in a bedroom, Uh pretty nice nicer than i expected although you know i wouldn't expect a motel six here but you know that was a pretty nice room i was it was 170 something a day i remember checking out it was like a thousand twelve hundred bucks or something and uh, that's how it worked so that's what i did and it didn't cost me any money out of my own pocket to do that and that's how companies should work you know, that's how they really should work. It shouldn't be any costs out of your pocket, including just using your phone. That shouldn't be even a cost out of it. And so that's where the technologies come in, but then also gone down. And tracking the trucks where they track you around. And same kind of thing. All this technology, all this technology's come in, but, you know, it's good and it's bad. The whole problem with bringing in marginal people is it holds the pay down for everyone else. There's many good people, but it doesn't take that many at the bottom to churn around to keep everyone's pay down at the top. And all it does is enrich the companies and doesn't help us in any way. And people to tolerate the treatment that they have today, it's really, really something that we even tolerate for a second where you would be expected to go somewhere and not have a bathroom available it's really ridiculous. I mean, if anybody sent their kid to work at Burger King and their kid said, oh, I have to work here all day and they, well, they won't let me go to the bathroom. I mean, <laughs> would you do that? Would you be like, well, I guess it's just what you got to do at Burger King. And then your kid goes, yeah, and I come in at eight and they don't start paying me till 12 and they don't have a bathroom. Is this something we would tolerate? Is Would this have been tolerated in the 70s when drivers are making 100 grand? Would those drivers have tolerated it? The answer is no. And the reason we don't make 300,000 plus today is because we do.
And that's what needs to change. We need to have a different attitude towards our employer and say, look, I don't think people are like, Mark, you're not a team player. I don't think asking for a bathroom is too much to ask. (laughs) You know, you don't have to be a team player to expect safe, sanitary bathroom. I don't think that's too much to say. You can't say, look, you have to sit here all day. I'm not going to pay you or I'm only going to pay you for part of the time. And I'm not going to let you go to the bathroom. That's not third world. That's like third world crap hole countries, as they say. That shouldn't go on in the United States for what the news media and everybody else says. Oh, you're professionals. You saved the country. And Well, can I have a bathroom then? How about that? Can I have a bathroom? So how's trucking changed since you started driving? What's the biggest change? Do you agree with me that it's technology is, is like the best thing that ever happened and the worst thing that ever happened? It was the best of times and it was the worst of times. It allows your job to be done in a more efficient manner, but it also allows people that otherwise wouldn't be able to make it in the industry to get into it. And um, because those people are only marginal, it lowers the pay of everyone. Not everyone is a professional, as we know, by watching people drive around and allows people to stay in and get in that wouldn't otherwise be able to be in our great industry. So thanks for listening to our bonus episode today of Trucking Answers. A little bonus spot here today as I'm sitting here with my tea, Earl Grey, hot I love that. T. Earl Grey. Hot. Is that pretty good? That's That that impersonation right there is so close that sometimes I get copyrights for it. So uh, that's, uh, that's what I've been told anyways. <laughs> so uh, thanks for listening today. Uh, be sure to uh, check out the YouTube channel, of course, and head over to United Federation of Commercial Drivers. Join the private Facebook group and uh, all those other things. And we will see you on the next podcast. Now, uh, have a great day. Make it so.